Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. And I'm Dan Eden. <laughs> I'm so scared right now. <laughs> and this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. <laughs> <laughs> Today on our show, clocking in at 81 minutes, we are talking about 1999's The Blair Witch Project, directed by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez, celebrating its 20th anniversary uh, on July 30th of this year. We're talking about it around Halloween, and in fact, we're talking about it the day before uh, the girl who was so scared in the opening. (laughs) uh, It is her birthday tomorrow. Yes, um, thank you. My Happy wife, birthday. Caitlin. Happy birthday. Thank you. It is also very possible that we may have just had a kid. Oh, yeah. By this point, <laughs> by this point, the, the baby should be out. No, we're, 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 reco- pre- we're, we're recording the night before this uh, this episode drops. Yeah, with, the, the, uh, ER with right a now. new baby just days old in yeah. our house. We're taking time to record this episode. It's important to talk about the Blair Witch Project on its 20th anniversary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here we are in uh, uh, continuing our Halloween uh, uh, streak. Actually, we're uh, we've we've Halloween improved, month. We, we, we've improved our Halloween streak. We've gotten scarier now because the first two were not uh, particularly scary. Just oh, Halloween progressively scary. Yeah, we're, we're progressing yeah. in our scariness. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess I don't know. It depends <laughs> on what you think of next week's movie. But okay, anyway, we'll find out. we're talking about the Blair Witch Project, a famous movie that uh, this is only the second time I have seen. So it was really? pretty. It was pretty scary, especially during the time it was made. You know. Well, yeah, with the with the whole uh, the the famous uh, marketing campaign behind it of this being one hundred percent real and not telling people the reality of the of the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I, the the first time I saw this movie was actually only last year. So I had like you crazy. I had twenty. I made years, you watch it. About twenty years of uh, of of distance from this movie. Yeah, I forced it into our Halloween movie marathon that we do every other year, and I, it was one of those. You know, we're looking for new Halloween movies to add to our marathon, and mm-hmm. I say, "What about Blair Witch Project?" And he's like, uh, "I'm I've like, never seen it. you've never seen it? I can't." Okay, we're watching it this year, so totally worth it. Definitely. I like it. And I liked it the second time, too. And I know that uh, these people are obnoxious and they're assholes at times. But uh, when I watch this movie, I I think, you know what? This plays out pretty much the exact way it would play out for me, too, for the most part. Yeah. it's. I don't know which one of them I identify with the most. It's very unique. I'll say that. It's it kicked off the found footage. The whole uh, the whole genre. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. And uh when it first came out, I was I was really into this movie because there was nothing like it, and the marketing was it really hooked you, mm-hmm. very that very just scratching the surface, very vague, and uh, but now that I watched, now that I know that they released this companion documentary, The Curse of the Blair Witch on Sci-Fi Channel, just uh, I don't know how far in advance that the theatrical release was, came out of this, but it was kind of prime you for it, and if you don't watch it, you. You kind of miss out on a lot of the, this movie does not hold your hand. It does not tell you exactly. It gives you 10 minutes of some exposition, just speculation from townsfolk. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And they throw you in. <clears throat> some of whom are painted as crazies. So like, or mm-hmm. at least hicks. <laughs> and now after I watch, I just listen to the audio on YouTube in the car here. of just hearing 
This dates back to the 1740s. Blair, Maryland uh, became Burkittsville. There's like four different accounts yeah. of, of, that include the Blair. She returns every 60 years. I did not know. There's a, so much you don't know about the Blair Witch uh, with, based on this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, you, I always talk about fruit and juice. and the, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think... Um, it's unique. I think it's there are parts that are genuinely tense. I think mm-hmm. when I paused it though and I saw that there were 23 minutes left, I was really bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> the days do seem to go by uh much more slowly as the movie progresses. I'm like, "Oh, and nothing really happens during those days either. It's just day after day of more of the same and yeah, I'm just like, when are they going to get to the house already? Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. When are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> um hey, I found it a little boring, but there's a still a lot to like about this movie, so I want to bring out the positives here. I think that the three performers in this movie are pretty darn good at mm-hmm. improvising. Yeah. Considering um, what how much they were given and how much they weren't in preparation for this movie from the directors, they, basically they just sent them out into the woods with cameras, and every now and then they would give them little packages they'd send them on their campsites, and uh, sometimes only one performer would get them, and we'll get into that when it comes to... Uh, one of them. So I think with what they're given, and these guys are, I, I haven't really gotten into the actors who play them, but uh, I'm thinking probably just probably on the same level as us. They're probably college grads who uh, uh, studied acting and just kind of got thrown into this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think they do a, a great job. Though you would not know it from the way that Heather does her uh, ho- her whole hosting uh, voice that she puts on when she's reading the poem or the reading <laughs> but, the story. I mean, that, I'm sure that's... A purposeful choice I know, just, to make it's, her. It's, I found it to be like I was like, "What the she fuck is she doing? A, what is she, she trying a, to do right now?" Be a bad actor. Yeah. I feel like her character is like a natural-born performer, and even in the documentary, they talk about these characters and their history a little bit. Yeah, and they're all they all graduated from the same college, and I guess she was a an actor or she did plays. So like I'm like as I listen huh. to the doc, I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. She's yeah. a theatrical person, rather. Right. Well, I mean, she aspires to be a filmmaker, so I oh, mean, she yeah. clearly has a an artistic drive to her. You know, you just get that vibe from her like yeah like uh english major teacher or performer or singer song all of the above just, maybe just lumped into that kind of category of uh yeah. of personality but it's it starts with a pretty boring basic title card um and th- that's how it's presented this movie is very analog it's it's got that 16 millimeter component that's the black and white the mm-hmm. really rich film and there's that grainy lo-fi digital like eight millimeter videotape yeah yeah, video cameras and the dat that they keep talking about the dad dad. how are we gonna cross the river with the dad i mean that is the fourth character on this journey is the (laughs) dad the fourth beetle yeah in all honesty it's the the ringo of the group it is more about the dad yeah i agree how are we gonna get the dad across (laughs) you guys cross Um, and carry me with you (laughs) do you guys want some history of the blair witch or do you just want to get into it of the Blair Witch itself? Yeah, like the lore that they don't, the movie doesn't really sink its teeth into. But maybe chronologically it'll make you Let uh, respect it a little more, like the context of the movie. Okay. All right. It all starts in about 1740s, Blair, Maryland. And uh, they blame this woman, Ellie Kedward, for abusing their kids with witchcraft. Apparently, you know, witchcraft is essentially the study of medicine and the elements mm-hmm. she was pricking their fingers i guess for blood and the, the kids didn't like that and they went to the parents and the parents said witch and they yeah. banished her <laughs> and they banished her to the woods and that's what happened in the 1740s within weeks the kids start disappearing they call them the uh, burkittsville seven 
Okay, right. And they refer yeah, to Yeah, they the talk seven, about that in the, the, the movie. The accusers. Yeah, and there are seven graves in the when they reach the graveyard portion of it, so that's that checks out. Mm-hmm. By <laughs> the by the end of winter all the town's kids disappear and the town leaves. They say fuck this. This place is clearly uh, haunted or something. Yeah. 60 years go by, the railroads just start to be built, and one guy stumbles upon a road that leads into this town, this old abandoned town. He says, well, no one's here. Maybe we could start a, a civilization here. And uh, so they they try, and, and what they find is when they set up camp near the river that there's this oil and sludge and these stick figure figurines that are floating in the river passing by, mm-hmm. and they can't drink from this water. And uh, not only that, but a little girl apparently gets pulled under one day by a ghostly hand, witnessed by a dozen people under like two f- a two foot stream that you could wade in right and, and they couldn't find her body Interesting. got pulled Damn. under the mud yep and this is and apparently this is i say 60 years because this is a pattern they say that uh ellie kedward the blair witch comes out whenever she wants but the pattern seems to be about 50 to 60 years mm. cut hmm. to the 1940s one more guy rustin parr he's the one we hear about the most i think in this movie he's the guy who was basically possessed by the blair witch heard her she came to him and said, do my bidding. Mm-hmm. He brought kids down to the basement of the Parr house or the Kedward house in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Took them two by two, made one face the corner, pulled one, slaughtered them. And that's how you get that story in the lore. Right. And then cut to now in 94. It's a good place to start the movie, isn't it? Who yeah. knows what's going to happen 50 to 60 yeah. years after that. So here we are. Yeah. Uh, and if this was mm-hmm. presented as more of a documentary, then I'm sure that would probably uh, yeah and present it, itself. But it kind of goes astray for these kids anyway. Yeah. So they have to abandon that pretty quickly. Yeah, it's pretty driving, though, in the first 10 minutes. I wish they did that for another like ten, five to 10. And then yeah. the rest of the runtime would have been them in the woods. Mm-hmm. But uh, boring basic title card. That's it's a student film. And then we get this little um, title on the screen. It says, in 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared in the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland, while shooting a documentary. A year later, their footage was found. And then we start with Heather and we meet her and she's at her house and she's talking to the camera. She's doing what everyone with a camera does <laughs> where they, they, they film everything or they tape she's everything the that they think is important. It, yeah. You know? Yep. So I'm at home where I'm going to be leaving for the next couple of days to go out in the woods in search of the Blair Witch. Now, how many times do they say the name Ellie Kedward in this? Probably once, maybe twice, max. Yeah. Yeah. And how many times do they say Rustin Parr? I think zero, maybe one. Had you not known all what I told you going in blind, it's a it's a pretty. Well, they talk about the movie. they talk about the lore and the stories. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't necessarily need the names tied to that yeah. um, to understand. Had we known though that there was sixty year gaps between these occurrences, I would have thought. Well, it was then just the, one the place and time would make a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't think it's something that's essential for the viewer to know. So. To I, appreciate, yeah, I, th- I, th- I don't think they're giving us enough information. I think maybe you think there's enough. To everything, hold out? everything that you told us right now, I don't think any of it is necessary for this story. But it does enrich the backstory of what's happening here, mm-hmm. and it almost, if you know that going into it, you're almost like, "Damn it, you kids! Why are you doing this?" Mm-hmm. Like you're almost yeah. like more like upset that they're it makes they're, it more tense, which arguably could be better or worse depending on what kind of viewer, right? Um, yeah, I would agree that, you know, if they if they included a little bit of this, maybe not in the beginning, but somewhere if they were able to, like, include a portion of stuff that was already shot, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to them arguing about the map for another five minutes. Like yeah. that might that might have yeah. added a little something to this movie. But she's got two books with her: How to Survive in the Woods and What Happened at Coffin Rock. And what did happen at Coffin Rock? It was, I think this was the occurrence before the forties. There was when the girl got pulled under in the water, more kids started disappearing. So they sent out one search party. And then they got lost. And then another search party came out. And they found the dead search party laid out on Coffin Rock, all strung together, disemboweled. Mm. They went to go get help. By the time they came back, and they do mention this in the movie, yeah. they were all gone. Mm. Sorry, I'm, I glazed o- glossed over that. <laughs> so uh, they're leaving now. And uh, we meet crew member Josh. And these guys are all 90s. Oh, oh yeah. So oh, 90s. Straight so out of the 90s. This is a 90s haircut and beard. Hey, man, you going to see Pearl Jam this weekend? I got two front row tickets. You want a hacky second devil stick bro yeah bro let's do that in the parking lot no, i'm sorry man because this movie's man that's heavy. right yeah there's, there's no bro doesn't enter the lexicon no. yet no we're not there yet we're not it's we're not man. in bro world hey man do you know how to hey op- man you know how to dude. operate that camera man hey man do you know how to operate that camera? don't hassle me man dude so uh, these are some gen xers and uh, they're asking where mike is he's the third crew member and they got to go get him mm-hmm. and then we're in the car and we're hearing some funky al- rocky alternative shit in the yeah. car as they pick him up and he says thank you for the opportunity which tells us they don't know each other very well at all yeah no. he's just a guy who's brought on crew member and uh they go to the grocery store they get some supplies some marshmallows and uh, they get some Halloween decorations. Yeah, uh, they arguably they don't get Halloween. I'm sorry. Arguably, they don't get enough food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that's I like. I agree with you there. You know what? And maybe people weren't smart enough until this movie. But now <laughs> going into any woods, if I'm going camping in the woods, I yeah. am bringing food for three days just in case anything yeah. happens. They're planning for two days, just a weekend, because one of them, Josh, has to get back to work like on Monday. On Monday, yeah. So yeah. this is just a little. They got to get the dad back too. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about that. Also, dad. this camera's stolen, bitch. Should we yeah. get some marshmallows for the dad? Dad, what do you want? You want some wieners? <laughs> dad say, yeah. Dad wants some wieners. Dad wants some Italian sausage. We got to buy a whole pack of Italian sausage for the dad. Dad's hungry. Uh, dad wants what dad wants. They go, and this is where we start to get the interviews around town. Yeah. The ones at a local restaurant. It's kind of like a teenager. And she says, that the Legend of the Blair Witch sounds kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like that. Some of them. Oh, I went to Blair High like, School. Yeah, the first girl don't know shit. She's just like, I, I the name you, Blair it sounds familiar to me, but. And these are not actors that the directors just kind of got off the street. Some of them are fucking really good. Like, the old people are like. Yeah. When they, like, stumble yeah. for their words, they're like genuine old people. Well, yeah. No, no, no. 1940s. The, the, well, the, so. Yeah, the one singular old guy, he's <laughs> yeah. given like the most exposition know, here, yeah. and he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he also and it, I, I mean, it works the fact that he's an old man because like he just uh, uh, he also sounds like he's like reciting Tired. a story he's yeah. he's he's been told or you know, heard many times. <laughs> yeah. Telling himself, and then he just he's made it his own over the years, and he's happy to tell every detail of this story. <laughs> Maybe the lesson is if you want believable improvisers, get old people. Get old people. Yeah. Um, so they want to. They want to. I want to present this in as straightforward a way as possible, and I think the legend is unsettling enough, which I think backs up your guys. Maybe your argument that less is maybe more in the case of Blair Witch Project exposition 1740s 1940s all that stuff. Heather just basically that line is kind of everything if you think about it. Yeah, it's kind of the mission statement, maybe of uh, of Eduardo and Daniel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then we get the first slate, and this is the cemetery scene, and they're shooting this in gorgeous sixteen mil, and they're alternating between digital, and I like that because 
it almost gives it an artistic quality when they're in the woods. You hear the voiceover <laughs> on the digital, but they cut intercut with footage of just B-roll of trees, and it almost gives yeah. it like this and ambient it, feel. It's something that you can argue that a lot of found footage is lacking is the... I mean, certainly some movies try to explain it as best they can, but like the purpose of this whole thing in the first place, I'm you know, glad like, you said yeah, because you remember how I think we were talking about Chronicle and we we're talking about definitely talking about creep. And I yeah. was trying to remember there's a psychological component to found footage. And Josh totally says it later in this movie. I, yeah. Remember uh, that? Well, he yeah. Says, he's he flat out says it. Yeah. And, and that is to me, people forget that maybe it's the for the benefit of the character that they're operating that camera it does add a sort of a shield, like a psychological protective uh, layer, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of those things that that uh, conversation. And I'm sorry. I know I just cut you off, but the I want to keep going. Um that no that that conversation that they have it feels to me like that's something that the filmmakers are putting into this like it doesn't feel like a conversation that they would naturally have mm-hmm. and it lends itself to the fact that you're like you guys are we're still watching a movie despite this being presented as found footage and you know being reality we're still watching a movie that is actually structured that real 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 they just and then it's funny because the same director said we want to explore this no other filmmakers are exploring the Blair Witch this is our property they wanted to make a period piece in like that's actually shot like a cinematic film that's like you know takes, takes place, place in the 181700s about Ellie Cadward so they really wanted a to whole, build a whole Blair exactly. Witch universe and they think there's still gas in the tank they remade it and we're going to do it next uh, run <laughs> yeah next time uh, <laughs> but it does um, qualify they're in the cemetery this, and now she's talking, remember how I went over the history? She is talking specifically about the 1940s children who were buried and went missing in the town. And it seems 50 years ago, 54 years ago or so, they ignored it the most. As time kind of went by in this town, it seems the legend of the Blair Witch is being more and more forgotten. Perfect time for her to strike again, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's suspense. It, you just have to look for it. It's hiding kind of under the surface. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so there's an unusually amount, high amount of dead kids from the 40s, but the town founds folks said nothing happened. Uh, some old guy talks about it. It's an old, old, old story. We meet a middle-aged woman with her kid picking its her its her nose and yeah, eating it. Yeah, I like her what too. What was her name? <laughs> I I didn't get her I name. I can't remember, but she's the one that's like the the town thinks that she's a crazy lady anyway. Mm-hmm. I and, don't know. Well, like she's painted as like kind of a oh, crazy really? woman, and then. They go and interview her after that, and she she looks kind of like a, a woman who you would think would be a crazy person. Are you talking you, about, or, you know. We're talking about the woman holding the kid, or are we talking about the black and white interview? With are you the talking about the lady? woman with the glasses? Yeah, no, we're talking about the woman the with one? the kid. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I thought, I, I thought we're, we're going to not the woman in the trailer park. I jumped Mary. She, she's the crazy one. Yeah, That's no. crazy Mary. Sunglasses. She's cool. Yeah, we actually <laughs> Mary's actually kind of integral, like under the surface of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the middle-aged woman, yeah, she's just kind of one of the people on the street. She seems perfectly normal. Yeah. Yeah. And she might have saw a documentary about it on TV. See, everybody kind of kind of knows about this. Yeah, they, they know all kind of know little bits and pieces. But enough to stay away. And, yeah. Um, and then winter 1940, kids started disappearing. Two men were out camping. They disappeared off the face of the earth, says the middle-aged mom. The little girl <laughs> starts crying. She's like, it's not true, this story. It's, it's as very if, upsetting. It's as if that girl knows this story, too. And she's like, don't tell this story. I hate when you tell this story, Mom. No. And they talk about Rustin Parr, but they don't mention Rustin Parr. They like cut off the heads of the guy's interview. And he says, and the guy would uh, take them by twos to the basement, and he would slaughter them. And we're like, what guy? I'm like, I thought this was a witch. Uh, it kind of gets a little muddled. 
to me because they don't mention Rustin Parr or any of that that component of the the, the lore. No, but that's okay. No. Perhaps there is something to the estate of Rustin Parr. If this is a if something that actually happened and not a piece of fiction, you know, mm-hmm. th- whatever the circumstances surrounding this character, th- there could be some situation that prevents them from actually using the name in a piece of fiction. You know, so like that's sure. the only thing I could think that perhaps that's one reason that the doc has it all over. But yeah. th- I think these filmmakers just want to dole out like lost. Maybe they want to bring up more questions than answers. Yeah. But the, they talk about the haunted woods and they talk about this woman named Mary Brown who still is a resident of mm. Burkittsville. And they say, the old guy says, she was crazy. And this is, you remember this exchange with Heather? He goes, she was crazy. Uh, how was she seen by the community? Crazy. Like, like crazy. crazy. <laughs> like, he like just crazy. You, Heather. That's all right. Uh, we give an interview. Or it's, it's as if he's not a very good improviser. And he's just like, I don't know. They told me that she's a crazy woman. I'm supposed to reference a crazy woman. I didn't want to go too far with it. Right. Uh, crazy. Yeah, I guess he could have done more there. Too. She, she seemed uh, crazy. Uh, this is a, a key scene here. Like uh, when I looked at, when I read about the movie, looking for answers, uh, a lot of the, the topics were about. Let's talk about Mary Brown. This interview here. It's all in black and white. She wears long, puffy sleeves. She looks like kind of craggly. She's crazy. Yeah. They crazy walk up Mary. to her trailer, and they're right there in the gate. What is it made of? Bundles of Bundles sticks. sticks tied together. Yeah. Yeah. And she's wearing these long sleeves. And as soon as she starts talking, she talks about a presence when she was a little girl. A woman emerged basically in front of her, and she was covered in hair. Her yeah. arms were covered in hair. And what does Mary have? She has these long sleeves pinched off at the end. Some theorize that she isn't the Blair Witch, but maybe a disciple or a uh, a worshiper or some a kind. A zealot. Yes. Who is friends huh. with the Blair Witch, you know? So uh, she talks about this hairy, dis- like disgusting woman. Yeah, and she was uh, like a wolf almost. Yeah, and then she, that she's, was she's basically it. Snuffleupagus is what she is. She's covered in hair. That's all we but get. But she's got from like Mary. a human face, and yeah. like her hair is just like essentially like from the neck down. Mm-hmm. And we in the remake we see the Blair Witch, yeah. and when they visit the house, and it does not look like a normal woman. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, but uh, she says that they cut, and that that's it. That's all we get of Mary Brown, just a little bit. And they're talking about her shit talking her in the car. Yeah. She says she's yeah. a lot of things since she was a dancer or ballerina, a historian writing a book on American history. So we as the audience kind of write her off too. Yep. Yeah. It's nothing more than a crazy woman, exactly as we all suspected. We get some mans. There's camera issues in the car. I thought you'd use this camera before, man. It's like <laughs> I did once before, okay? But they're like oil and water kind of like they're just two different people. They're not quite fighting. They're just two very different people, Josh yeah. and Heather. Yeah. Working together here. They would not be friends yes. outside of this project. They were it's it's a class project that they were forced to do together almost. Josh is like kind of a a dumb dude, but I like Josh. He's a like a likable idiot. I yeah. think. They're it's day one. I like him. I like him more, like than, him more Mi- than Mike. Yeah, I like, certainly yeah. like Josh more than Mike. Yeah, Mike kind of loses it. Uh, yeah, day one he is definitely complete, loses it. And there's beers at the hotel. They're drinking and, and they're drinking scotch. And Josh has this great improvised line. They're like, "What'd you learn today?" He goes, "I learned a lot about just shooting, man, shooting doc." Yeah, <laughs> like, that's all. He says. <laughs> great line. Uh, they have a long day tomorrow. Lots of hiking. So. Yeah, tomorrow is gonna be killer compared to the first day. She says, "Give me some of that scotch," but she's like, "You guys got any weed?" 
And it's funny because you know about Heather in real life? No. She's one of the first to start a weed farm in Colorado. She got into some trouble because it's kind of the gray area, the transitional period. Oh, yeah. Of, of legalized farming. During she wrote that a book period about where she it. had no career as an actress because exactly. of this movie? She was on one episode of It's Always Sunny some years later. Yeah. And, uh, but I don't think she wants to. She wrote a book about her experience being a, a weed farmer and her troubles and, you know, yeah. I haven't picked it up, but maybe I will. <laughs> but... Uh, Day two. Yeah, the this is the day that they start to go into the woods. Um and so they go into the woods, they're heading to they're heading towards Coffin Rock. They've got this map with them that only Heather really knows how to read. Um, but they run into these two guys who are fishing and they start asking them about the Blair Witch and uh what their knowledge and the history of her was. I forget what they said. Um, they talk about a girl in the 1800s named Robin Weaver, maybe. It's like it's funny because he's like, I don't know her name. Maybe Robin Weaver, <laughs> like first and last name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She just appeared into the woods three days later, and she returns on her grandma's porch days later and talks about a maybe a woman whose feet never touched the ground. That's part of the lore. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's pretty. Oh, then another story about gray vapor coming off the water, and yeah. that is talking kind of about the oily water, I guess, an it, allusion to it that. It rose from the water and over the trees and then disappeared. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I think. Uh, part of the reason I don't mind none of this extensive lore being included in the movie is because we don't see it in the movie. And I think we're better off as viewers and believers of this movie if we don't see those things. Like the fact that we never see the Blair Witch, even Mm -hmm. though the filmmakers attempted to allow us to see the Blair Witch, but Mm -hmm. um, it was just never caught on camera. But like those are the like... What I'm saying maybe they should have made us see more of that i i don't know actually the more i'm thinking yeah. about it the more I'm, I'm i'm thinking the mystery of what's out there like fucking with is it somebody who's just fucking with them or is it like the actual blair witch that, i guess that, that's I part guess of the mystery yeah. either way it you could get that but like once you start if you if you explain in detail like the stick figures and stuff like that in the beginning once they see it then we're all like we're all catching up whereas like we're caught up with the movie whereas this whole time we're like what is happening like what is this yeah we're sort of experiencing this alongside them you know do you think you should watch the documentary at all and if so do you should you watch it before or after you watch this movie i well i having not seen the documentary i want to watch it points i've given i want to watch the documentary but i can't answer yet whether or not you should watch it before or after i kind of think after that's I what would, i'm thinking yeah i would yeah. say so watch it after it, it's almost it's a, like rewarding it's almost like a cheat sheet after the test so you right. like did i get it right and you look and yeah you go, yeah, I, yeah. I was and by the right. way if you haven't watched the movie yet um stop this recording for now and go watch <laughs> it and then come back to this just tell me where you are josh <laughs> um they start hiking. They got big backpacks on. They're on their way to Coffin Rock. On track, though. New slate. And this is where they talk about the eight guys at Coffin Rock who are tied together. Yeah, they get to Coffin Rock. Torn out. Yeah, they finally arrive. And there's, a, yeah, it was five dudes who were all tied, like, wrist to ankles, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like Dan said, disemboweled on the rocks. And then they went to go get help. They came back. The guys were gone. The bodies had been moved in a matter of just a couple hours. Which is very scary to think about. And this is the, after this is kind of, we get those two slates, the cemetery and this coffin rock, and the rest is like, get ready for some geographical bickering. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some map talk here. Some DAT and some MAPs. Yeah, this is really the last incident of getting what feels like 
their documentary footage. The rest. Everything is... else just seems like, holy shit, this it, is suddenly here. Pick up the camera. It kind of bleeds into the next day. And then it's only like when they see something where they're like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Get the camera because this is beyond fucked up and already. It's, and it's a slow burn. And, it, and we're living in 2019 where things aren't necessarily slow burns. So yeah. maybe mm-hmm. young kids won't appreciate this. But <laughs> later on at night, there's rain. So there's no fire going. They talk about farts in the tent. Yeah. And um, so then they wake up in the middle of the night and they hear noises. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like a cackling mm-hmm. or a crackling noise. I mean, not, not like a yeah. cackling, like a crackling, like branches. Uh, branches breaking or. I think he said cackling. Was it cackling? I believe that the first I can't remember the order, the order of, of these things, actually. Um, and then two separate noises were heard. He said one of them was definitely nothing. Could have been just like a branch. But right. one of them was like cackling or something. That's right. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Like one of them could have been an owl, but it wasn't. And or they don't know. But and then, yeah, cackling. But nothing really happens to them that night. They just hear these noises. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they get up the next day and the guys start accusing Heather of being lost. Like, you don't you don't know where we are. And she's like, shut up. I always do. This is the beginning of. The next, the rest of the movie where they argue about being lost and the map and and Heather seems to believe that it's impossible to be lost in 1994 in this America. Is America in America. America. You it's can't impossible get lost to get in lost. America. It's even more impossible to stay lost. We've destroyed all of our natural resources. She says that later. She pulls that out at a time where I'm like, this almost co- seems funny. Get like, off your soapbox. Yeah, like yeah. shut the fuck up, Heather. But uh, Josh asks her straight up, "Do you think the Blair Witch exists?" She's, I don't know if she exists. So that's yeah. where she's at. We get some like hair patterns on his chest. They find a dead animal. Yeah, just random shit yeah. that they include in here. I'm like, is this really what you want to be using your film like yeah. to record? Like, yeah. and Mike is like one of them. Mike's not so cool about being filmed. Like all the time, he starts to get like defensive. Says she's like, we'll look back at this and laugh heartily. You know, someday. I just don't want you to be fucking filming. By the way, this um, movie, I'm not being cheeky. This has um, statistically some of the most fucks in any movie ever. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. I never counted the number of fucks in this movie. There are a bunch of F-bombs in this movie. A fuck ton of fucks in it's this It's basically one. only language. That's the only reason this movie is rated R is just because of yeah. all the language and yeah. the we reference. Um, and, uh, and It's just that it's fucking scary shit. I was listening to the doc, The Curse of Blair Witch, and they actually intercut with footage of the movie. Yeah. So really, some even argue that you don't need to watch this movie and just watch Curse. I would not say that, but some would say that. Yeah. And, and the, I, I was joking. I was like, I think these are the only clips that don't say fuck that they could use for this <laughs> TV documentary here. Because they do uh, quite a bit. But he says, how are we going to... Then this is like, how are we going to get the dad across the river? Yeah, they're cro- an- another beginning to an endless series of them crossing streams <laughs> over fallen trees and giant logs. So this is the first crossing of the stream. And yeah, how are we going to get the dad across? And they're so concerned about the camera. Again, something I'm like, why are you bothering to film this right now? Um, something that's so, I think, really cool about these movies and the, the, the mystery of it all, the rocks here. Now, yeah. this is more significant than any of us even think when they knock over these. They find piles neatly like p- stacked pyramids of rocks. This yeah. is at the cemetery, right? Correct. Yeah. So this yeah. was their destination for their second day of shooting. The first day was go to Coffin Rock, film the section at Coffin Rock. We'll camp out. And the next day we're going to go to the cemetery. And this is mm-hmm. apparently where those the children were buried mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. in the woods there. And so, yeah, they arrive at these piles of rocks. Mm-hmm. That are you know stacked up in 
And um, they mentioned how Mary Brown mentioned that there were they like I guess that's part of the iconography of the witches is these stacks of neatly piled stacks of rocks, and one of them I think Josh Mike knocks it over and they kind of accident yeah and Heather's like did you just do that and like they don't play with it too much the audience we're not going like oh shit but really that is an oh shit moment I guess in the lore you're not supposed to fuck with their stacks of rock and if you do there's consequences in the lore that makes sense yeah. it sounds typical of lore of that nature that so if you knew that or not know that what do you think would make it more suspenseful I th- I'm telling you the more that you're telling to me the more it feels like I can understand how they wanted to build out the universe which and would this, then make yeah. this, th- which would only prop this movie up as like, so that way the more you watch it, you're like, oh my God, they really did. Like, you know it's even I mean? more brilliant than we thought. Like, they sounded like they want to retroactively make this movie a I, genius piece of cinema. And not that it's not brilliant, but. I think you're right. And I would say the franchise that tried to do this, and we did it on the show, is Cloverfield. Yeah. They started with this tip of an iceberg, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, we thought, we, we want more answers. And then the next movie, they gave us not many more spoilers. No, give us a lot more questions, apparently. And uh, But I think what you're on to is what Blair Witch is on to. Yeah. This is just a tip of a very large iceberg yeah. that they would explain later if they had the time and right. the resources, which they did not, because yeah. Book of Shadows would come out <laughs> oh, after yeah. this movie. Did you guys see that? I did we don't not. need to no. talk about that. I don't know if it qualifies. They, I don't think it's on the list, but if it is... They hear mo- the noises, uh, um, and Mike is upset. He's kind of denying it, and Heather's like, how could you not deny these noises? Yeah, She's they're pretty loud noises. Him. Yeah, this is at night again, right? Mm. So we finish. they finish videoing the piles of rocks, and Heather puts the rocks back after the after the, one of the guys knocks them down. Mm-hmm. We get a shot of her, you know, putting the rock back, giving it a little kiss, <laughs> even. Um, and, uh, but yeah, then night comes again. They're roasting hot dogs over the fire. It's not raining tonight. Um, so they start a fire for the first time since they've been out there. Mm-hmm. They all they start talking about Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for which a little bit. Rich. Yeah. You know, just bullshitting around the fire. Noises and next day it's like more rain and Josh thinks someone's messing with them and he's like, I don't know, it's like you ever see deliverance? Yeah. Like as if that's a better answer than like they're being haunted. Yeah. You I ever see this is. piece of fiction that could inform my what I think is reality? You know that sodomy yeah. scene? That's not that bad. But they were woken up in the middle of the night and this time they say that the noises are all around them. Mm-hmm. Which is another another interesting element that they say, you know, the no- the noises this seem is, to be coming from every direction. This is where you hear all the the branches snapping and stuff like there's yeah. Yeah. like something out there, but it's it is coming to them from toward yeah. them from all directions so mm-hmm. it sounds like you know something's prowling in the uh, woods and like they keep checking the map they keep getting lost they keep swearing that if they just keep heading south they'll be fine but then things start looking more and more familiar mike starts losing it when they tell him to relax he fucking loses it yeah. even more and josh is getting anxious because he has work i gotta be at work at 9 a.m tomorrow <laughs> yeah man. it's now sunday and th- they wake up the next day after hearing more noises. There's a lot of noise night scenes. But they wake up the next day, there's three new piles of rocks in their campsite. Yeah. And that's pretty freaky. Yeah, that would freak me the fuck out, too. And behind yeah. the scenes, that's what happened at, the ni- at night. The directors made, and then they just fucked off quietly into the night. Yeah. yeah. So imagine being those performers and being, 
you know, systematically fucked with for the duration of I don't know how long. And there, I, I also remember reading that there were like speakers in the woods, and that was mm. what was creating oh, the that was noises what was from all around them. Because there were like kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, that's you the hear that pretty distinctly mm. at one point in this movie. Are those those kids laughing? <laughs> the laughing but children. Yeah, I thought the the noises at night. Um, I did hear, you know, aside from like the obvious children laughing and branches cracking. I heard what sounded to me like rocks smashing against each other. Mm-hmm. And I envisioned like these piles of rocks being, you know, made. And um, yeah, it was pretty eerie, but it was not um, as eerie as waking up the next morning to three piles of rocks around your campsite. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the fucking weird. Logic kicks in. Fear kicks in. They say we're going. But the map yeah. is gone. And the map this is, is lost. A mini mystery that gets resolved within minutes, but you're wondering for a little bit of time where the fuck did it go? Yeah. Yeah. You think like whoever came and put these rocks outside our tent, like also took our map to fuck with us. We get um, some America but they, talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the map is lost and mm-hmm. the guys are blaming Heather, of course, because she's supposed to be the keeper of the map. They argue about it and eventually they decide, all right, we're just going to follow the creek. Listen, yeah. man, I got Hootie and the Blowfish tickets tonight. <laughs> Somebody's going to be looking for me. My girlfriend's going to know if I'm not, you know, back. She's she's going to worry about me. My best friend's returning his, his, the tie-dye shirt that I lent out to him. And he's going to he's gonna be looking for me. Anyway, point We got to get gosh, the dad back, too, by the way. As long as I'm home before late night with Conan O'Brien, then I'll be okay. <laughs> um, so they decide to walk along the creek, and then we get another instance of crossing another stream across mm-hmm. a log. Yeah. Um, more arguing about the map. Heather's shoes got wet, and the guys are giving her shit about it. They're laughing, having a good time, and she's like, fuck you guys. And yeah. Mike, the tension is rising here. They're all hungry. They're all angry. They're all freaked out. They're all getting wet. Yeah, they were supposed this to have gotten back to the car and gone home yesterday, so this is now the beginning of yeah. their extended and unexpected stay in the woods. And now, mystery solved, though, because Michael... Michael starts. Michael. Mike. Never called that in the movie. Okay. Michael. I don't know why I read Michael, but he starts laughing like hysterically. Yeah. And he, we don't know what she's like. This is the first time you've laughed in days. What's up with you? He says, I kicked the map. I kicked it, I in kicked the it into the creek. Like, yeah. what? You Woo! kicked it? Which is like, to me, the most artificial element I'll of, tell you of, of this movie so far. It's one of the only directions he got because the director gave him specifically a note that said tomorrow you're going to confess to kicking the map in the river so this mm. is one of his most directed uh now scenes since, arguably since he, that's true and, it, and it's so shoehorned in there too like yeah. the fact that he's cackling like a madman it's and contrived madness from the woods that is not built up over the course of yeah right it, yeah. it doesn't it isn't earned in that moment exactly no, and um, it doesn't continue past this moment really, really. Yeah, and here's he apologize here's the, here's a question for you then like were they because I don't remember this were they aware that the map was supposed to be stolen or are they all like in the story yeah, yeah do you remember that I at all know. I don't recall if that was no, I don't know, know. reality or if they uh, I think well um, I don't know but in the new remake they really play with the maze aspect of the woods the big circular mm. thing it's like they it, how hard could it be to get lost in those woods as those performers I think they had to deliberately quote unquote get lost gotcha i think part of it had to be that but that i mm. speculate i'd have to read that but um he apologizes she tries to fight him like physically fight oh heather Mike. flips out yeah. yeah she freaks the fuck out on him he it cuts and he's like i'm sorry and she like snaps right back and they get right back into it again yeah you but then they resolved. start yeah then they start arguing about the compass because now the compass is the only guide that they have toward because, to know where they're going mm-hmm. because he has betrayed them beyond yeah, beyond. yeah. <laughs> That's all. beyond. so beyond <laughs> 
That's so beyond, man. It's so, so 90s. beyond. Um, I don't even think that was an expression in the '90s. It sounds like a '90s expression. Beyond what? You need a. You need oh, something else, dude. That's so beyond. Yeah. Uh, so they're walking through the woods now. Mm-hmm. This day they find and something. yeah, this is when they stumble upon the stick people hanging from the trees. That's right. Um, and this is you know part of the lore that Dan talked about. Although in you, the lore they were floating in the river or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're these. And this was like the iconic image of yeah, Blair Witch when like uh, the trailer started coming out. Um, you know, you would see the the shape of this stick figure, um, you know, drawn in a tri with a triangular shaped body, and yeah. mm-hmm. um, just that stick figure was very iconic for this movie overall. And so we see dozens, I believe, of these stick people hanging from the trees. Yeah. And they're all, you know, freaked out at it and taking lots of footage. Heather's taking too much footage in Beautiful the paintings 16. of the guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, they get annoyed with her at a certain point and start shouting at her to turn off the camera. And This is your friend Christopher Nolan here, advocate for film. <laughs> I'm really glad that Heather grabbed her film camera as opposed to digital in this film. I'm sorry, Christopher. I, 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 I Chris, you got to stop dropping by unannounced. You were just you were boring the hell out of me just there. Does I, your kid need a, a nap? I can probably go upstairs and talk to him about actually the aspect ratio. I did hear him crying a moment ago, probably. so I'll go up. All right, I'll be back. Hey, thank you, Chris. Watch Thanks, Dunkirk. Chris. Oh, okay, maybe sometime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, um, okay. He they freak out because these figures and they shoot on beautiful sixteen. But th- and Mike's like, this is no redneck. It's too creative. Yeah, this no, is this no is, redneck. This is too man. clever for a redneck to come up with yeah. these stick figures. I don't and know shit. when they hypothesized earlier that rednecks were f- fucking with them, but he goes, because I guess the deliverance. Yeah. Help! Oh, gotcha. Help! Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> so many f bombs <laughs> that night. They're in the tent, and they, this is where we get the kids and uh, the distant like oh kids uh, laughing. I think, yeah, yeah. And then she she says, "Get the get the debt ready." <laughs> and they yeah. run through the woods, and this is the big "What the <coughs> fuck is that?" Well, the tent gets scene. rustled. Yeah, because someone's fucking with the tent. Yeah, like, they're literally shaking the tent. Yeah, and that was yeah. something else that we read that like the directors like planned to do. Like That's they right. yeah. they were the <laughs> ones like waking them up in the middle. Of the, like they weren't told that they were going to be woken up in the middle of the night. This like. Yep. is like genuine fear um yeah. and so yeah that was something that the directors did they gathered around their tent and shook it and mm-hmm. um they all f- you know the actors in there they all freak out and they start running out and um yeah this was where i believe uh, during this chase scene um this was where we were supposed to have seen a shot of the blair witch I believe yes. I remember. Yeah, I remember reading that the directors had set up something like some sort of figure um, along that trail. And Heather was supposed to pan her camera to it to catch it. And you hear her shout like as she's running, like, what the fuck is that? What mm-hmm. is that? But she fails to get the camera on it. And so even though the directors had intended for us to see a quick shot of what we're supposed to believe is the Blair Witch, we never actually do, but we hear Heather comment that she sees something. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I'm glad that we didn't get more the, effective. The sh- yes. Mm-hmm. I feel it was more effective. Um, yeah. And it's the kind of thing they could have done. Like after you get everything and you put the, these kids through this trauma and then yeah. you're like, okay, we need a couple more pieces. It's so black that shot that you yeah. could easily splice in a pan from like black over sure. to the and you know and intercut oh, yeah. it keep the audio that she has going like that would have been yeah. easy enough to do but they must have 
decided decided at the end that yeah we don't need it and yeah like i said personally i think the movie's better off for not including that but because yeah you're watching it you're like what the fuck what 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 is she saying i don't see shit what am i not supposed am i seeing something it's 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 polarizing also because some are so frustrated that they're throwing their tvs and others are less is more I yeah. think it, I think the it's uh, good to have twenty years separation from when the movie first comes out. Yeah, seeing it. So yeah I remember oh, being yeah, highly frustrated with some aspects of this movie when I first because I saw it, you know, shortly after it came out, um, the first time, you know, back yeah. in the day, um, and I remember I remember hating the ending, which we'll get to, of course, but mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff that now rewatching it i'm not nearly as upset about mm-hmm. um but anyway so they're they run they run and then they're like <laughs> and then they're just like hiding in the dark yeah. for like the rest yeah. of the night do you hear that baby screaming yeah it wasn't a baby it was not a baby there was no baby there yeah was no baby next the morning stuff's thrown everywhere but only josh's stuff yeah only josh's shit. only josh's stuff in well the, the sun comes up and they're not they never went back to their campsite no at they, night. they 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 ran stayed, and they stayed in one they spot just hunkered down in the middle of the field and then the sun comes up and they're like all right let's go back to camp like the lights the daylight's out like we're fine now yeah. and yeah they find that all of josh's shit has been tossed around and they're like well fuck this let's just get up and get out of here <laughs> so they pack up Mm-hmm. Oh, and Josh's stuff has some like slime on it too, yes. right? That's what he comments. It's like yeah. there's like slime on here, like which what is, the a, fuck it's is like this? I think it's the black oil, maybe. Or I mean, to me, like I read it as like, oh, it's a subtle Ghostbusters nod. It's oh, a, it's well, no, later slime. he later they don't call he refer, it, they don't refer to it as ectoplasm. He refers to it later as blue shit. So oh, it's blue. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so they pack up. And Insert 90s gooey blue product. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're walking again Gack. through the woods. They they had admitted yesterday that they were lost. Heather mm-hmm. finally, you know, broke down and said, like, okay, yeah, we are lost. We don't know where we're going. We mm-hmm. don't have the map. We're, we're fucked. Let's just try this way. Um, so today, more walking. Um, <laughs> number three, crossing a stream on a log. They, yeah. they sing a... Uh, the America, America, God shed your grace on thee. They sing, yeah. they sing uh, a number of public domain songs that are free <laughs> yes. to use without having to clear any rights. And then Mike's going crazy because he, he recognizes the same log. And this is a really good scene for Heather. She yeah. starts crying because she does not want to believe that it's the same log. She How refuses for oh, as well long that, as possible. Is that coming up? It, it, Am I getting ahead? Yeah. Okay, I, sorry. You're, you're one too many logs ahead. <laughs> oh, shit. The, the repeat log is coming shortly, though, but um, right. in between my notes on those two logs, uh-huh. um, that's when we have Josh's sort of breakdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Josh is crying under a tree, and Mike and Heather, like, Mike's trying to tell Heather, like, like bitch, don't film this. Like le- he's losing it, you know. Like let him, let him. Yeah, and she's trying to be like, no, I have all the answers, and this is how we need to deal with this situation. And it's just like, shut she's the fuck up. Yeah. So Mike still. and Heather are bickering, and I don't hear Josh ask, oh, "Would we have any more cigarettes?" <laughs> oh, no, we're out of cigarettes. Mm. And then, and that's when fuck. he says, "Shut <laughs> fuck." <laughs> and that's the, and that's when I wrote down the quote in my notes here. Why was the blue jelly all over my shit? <laughs> so he calls it blue jelly. God damn it. Why is the blue jelly all over my, my shit? I just thought that that line stuck out. That was funny. Yeah. Right? So they give Josh a little space to have his breakdown. And then we cut to more walking. And that's when we get to the stream 
with the log that they've already crossed and yeah. they don't want to believe it but and Hillary's like no it wasn't it wasn't oh shit it was yeah it was the same log yeah she it's like the same log. it's it's, it's yeah. a pretty damn good performance and it almost makes me wonder like did they literally do this like did they get themselves that lost and go in a big right. circle because yeah. it's so real that it the, does her yeah. reaction that that well, no it's not true it's not true fuck it's true holy fuck this is true like yeah well, and I think I remember when you did your research the first time we watched it, didn't the directors like drag this out more than like they only told the actors expect to stay like three or four. Perhaps I don't even remember Cause I, that Because I think that is also so. playing into part of this, too, is that like you are seeing these people get really stressed. You know, they are running low on food. And that's, they are. Yeah. It's one of the mm-hmm. elements of this movie where you got to think about putting yourself even as an actor, knowing that you're being put into this situation. At a certain point, you do have to kind of wonder, like, okay, now is this the movie or is this like yeah. literally something yeah. else, like out here, like yeah. yeah. It's um, I guess th- when you talk about food, they the directors are the ones who doled out how much over the course of the day. So if they wanted to give them half a meal for like one day, they I'm sure they starved them for as long as they probably legally could, yeah. you know, for a day, and then they're like, all right, we'll give you just enough food to get through the night. Yeah, we get more arguments over maps and locations. We get this is like Josh like fucking with Heather. It's like I want to make moves. Yeah, this is like fuck you. Yeah, really fuck you, really. Yeah, man, (laughs) fuck you, man. man. That's your motivation. That's your motivation, Heather. So Josh is breaking down Heather as another night approaches in the woods. No one's gonna help you. He gives a mini synopsis of the movie as motivation. That's right. So watch the documentary and that scene, and then uh, (laughs) you'll get the (laughs) you'll get the whole idea. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, Heather cries and then we're, we're back to another night in the tent. Heather is sewing. What is she sewing? She's like sewing his socks, something, his pants or something. I don't know. I don't something. Remember. She's sewing up like patching a pair of pants or something. I don't know. She's don't sewing know. some shit. She's sewing some shit and they're all talking about food. Get ready to say bye to Josh. I, I, I want a cheeseburger. I want. And this is another. potatoes and a piece potatoes. of ass. This is another thing that it's like. It feels Wait. like it's it's the directors I- infusing a structure to this because they're like yeah. they're at a, a a lost point where they're like reminiscing about food at this point, you know, like I think so that isn't. Yeah, I think that's like we got to have like the soldiers gathered around. Like, the, yeah, they, if, like they may not make it back from the mission this time. It's the know? kind of scene that's like. And there's something about it that feels just slightly artificial. But he says, uh, I, I like my mom's mashed potatoes and a piece of ass. I'm like, see, your mom's ass? Oh, too. God, no. <laughs> I want to fuck my mom, didn't, guys. Didn't take it that way. No. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, we wake up the next morning. Nothing seems to happen overnight that night. They don't get woken up in no, the No, they're not the fucked night. with, but then they wake but then up. They wake and then they wake up and Josh is gone. Yeah. Yep. And there's, I pause, there's about 20 minutes left. Josh is lost. All right. So Mike and Heather, <laughs> they go east. Because uh, going south didn't work. They somehow went in a big giant circle. If they right. went south, it makes no sense that they would go in a big circle yeah. unless they were only following the sun But then we pretty and much doing it wrong. But then we pretty much don't have any footage for like the rest of that day. All yeah. of a sudden, it's just it's night again. Yeah. yeah. And now more Heather food. and Mike are talking about more food. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I kind of appreciate that because at that point, it's just like, sure. all right, we don't need to fucking record yeah. anymore. You know, like there's some reality. Josh is gone. There's like real danger here. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's prioritize here. Yeah. Um, Josh was things. handed a note in the middle of the night that says, you're dead. And then he had to get out. Yeah. <laughs> and they had to pull him out and yelp in the middle of the night in the woods in the distance. Yeah. Which we'll find. Uh, it's freaky. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. So it's night again. And they wake up and they hear screaming. Mm-hmm. And is it Josh? It ki- it, it kind of sounds like, like Josh. It sounds like Josh's voice screaming. Yeah. yeah. 
We've so, got we've heard enough of them screaming in this movie. Yeah, and, and he he's screaming myself. for help out, out in the distance. Yeah, At that's this point. That's fucked up. That's the agonized the, cries. Ooh, yeah, um, from a distance you don't know who it is, but somebody is in pain somewhere. Yeah, you get the tell me where you are, Josh. <laughs> like from the trailer, that's like really blood curdling. And uh, they don't know where to look, so like they're they don't. It's pitch black outside. They don't go anywhere. They don't leave camp. That's like torture. Yeah. Yeah. To have to hear that. Uh, the next morning, they find Josh's '90s flannel tying a bundle of sticks together. <laughs> yeah, and inside, a... uh, what has inside? What is it? <laughs> what has inside? What has inside? <laughs> well, they find Heather finds a bunch of piles of sticks mm-hmm. all tied with strips of. His uh, flannel and Kurt some Cobain's of them. Cobain's flannel. Yeah. Yeah, and the, they're covered in blood, and she Kurt opens Cobain's them up. And <laughs> <laughs> it's 1994, after all. Yeah, it, it might be. The Blair Witch <laughs> killed Kurt Cobain. Someone did. Mac and cheese. Spoilers. <laughs> um, but yeah, what it what is in those bloody clothes? It's like uh, a. I believe it's teeth. Teeth. Now, it doesn't. Ugh. One part of the it's lore. It's not clear to me. In the documentary, they just mentioned it. Is that growing out of her leg were dog teeth? She controlled the creatures of the woods. Could be that. See, it's kind of vague. It's uh, here's what I see when I mean, because you only yeah, get a yeah. you get this blurry shot of it. But mm-hmm. she looks in. There's a lot of blood, and there's I see long blood. hair. Uh huh. Yeah. So to me, it looks like he was almost scalped. Part of his like, skin. like part of but his. But I scalp. thought it was dark hair. It did look like dark hair. That's what I was confused about. It looked like yeah, black hair. It looked like black yeah. hair. It was long, but yeah, it it it. Because Josh that... had like blondish brown hair, right? And like I thought, I saw something that could have been like the tip of a finger or a toe. Like I was very confused by it. But like teeth also make sense. There was there was more blood than there was anything else. But Jer's right. There was also hair. So at one point, I was like, oh, did a chunk of his scalp get ripped out? But that wouldn't account for as much blood as. That I mean, was in there, you, you know? know. Another example of like, what the fuck was that? Less is more. Yeah, exactly. Like, less is more. There's blood. There's shit that's <laughs> freaking her out. That's really all we need to know. Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of could become a little bit of a mystery. There's articles. What was in the flannel, sort of? Hmm. Yeah. So have fun, guys. Go on the internet. Get into speculate that until hole. they do a whole movie about what yeah. the witch puts in the flannels. <laughs> Um. So yeah, that shit freaks him out the next morning, and then we just have another day of walking around. Doesn't Heather make a choice here, and that's not to tell Mike, uh, what she found? Yes. Oh yes. She yeah. She, she goes d- to wash her bloody hands in the creek, and Mike's like, "Is everything cool? I'm fine." Yeah. She's like, "No, I just want to go. I just." I, 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 and I thought that was such an interesting choice narratively to do that. Uh, probably, I'm sure the director said, "Keep it a secret from Mike now." Yeah. And yeah. He, he had his secret. You have yours. Okay. And then we get, this, we're reaching the end here. Mike is talking about baseball, some Cal Ripken announcer talk. Mm-hmm. He eats a leaf. It's They're kind of going like lazily crazy. They yeah. used to yeah. be energetic crazy. Yeah, it, it um, used to be manic, and now it's like just they're, it, they're at the end of their ropes. And this yeah. is, I guess, the most popular scene is the, the famous nostril shot. Yeah, that's <laughs> Which, right. watching it this time, I am willing to bet was an afterthought. Mm, this really? whole scene. Yeah. I, I, I am willing to bet that they put that in there because, again, it, there's something about the, the speech that she gives that feels artificial. 
So either she was directed to give a speech to the camera where you she can, thinks she, she's you can find the answer. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, I don't know if that is the case. I I, I I'm too lazy to uh, <laughs> go look up this answer right now. <laughs> so the internet can uh, yell at us later. But I would I would. Uh, it feels like they did it after. I the would fact wager five dollars that the directors after the fact were like, we need to put something else here. Mm. Let's have Heather because it's it's just her face. Mm. There's nothing else, and mm. it's very much a speech that she's giving yeah it almost feels like some of it was scripted yeah, too. i like, can't i can't yeah. say because i that's didn't look on, it up that's my but, theory okay five dollar theory <laughs> so. so yeah this little shot of heather's face where she's apologizing to mike and josh's families and their moms and i love you mom and she's you know we're gonna sorry, die out yeah. here yeah i'm sorry that i ever did this and she's crying and then yeah. When we She's get so more screaming at night, it becomes more clear, and it, it's pretty close to where they are. Yeah. And they've been going in circles, guys. To find a house in the middle of the woods now is is so eerie. It is. Yeah. It really fucked up. Yeah. And it's yeah. the Kedward Par house. Yeah. They go in, and this is the big ending here. Yeah. yeah. They they go into this house that they. Well, they heard the scream. They, you know, they're in the tent in the middle of the night. They hear screaming and they decide, okay, now we're going to go out. We're going to go out and investigate this. Get the dad. Get the dad. <laughs> and that's when they, and on their way out into the woods to investigate the screaming, that's when they stumble upon the house. And they're like, oh shit, I think the screaming's coming from inside the house. Inside the house. Inside <laughs> the house. And uh, so they decide to go in. Well, Mike really leads them in. And Heather, you can tell, like, every step of the way is just like, like I'm right behind you buddy (laughs) and like yeah she she's never really right behind him it's a freaky house they go upstairs not nothing there but they're as on the way up they see these little handprints on the walls yeah that look like they're like done in blood Mm -hmm. this place this house is beat to shit man like like the walls are all torn apart and Mm -hmm. like I Honestly, the first time I saw this movie, I was waiting for one of them to like fall through the floor. Yeah, like that's how dilapidated this house is. I'm like, somebody's gonna step on a stair and like yeah. fall through and break their neck, and that's how they're gonna die. Doesn't happen that way. Um, um, but they hears, think, yeah. yeah, they think they hear Josh. They're mm-hmm. like, no, I hear Josh. Mike's leading the charge. He's gonna go upstairs. Starts running up all the stairs. Um, then and Heather's not too far behind him. She gets up there. They find that there's nothing up there. Then they hear him scream again. And Mike's like, oh, shit, he's in the basement. Down two stories, down to the basement. And this is all they all the filmmakers wanted you to know was that the guy, somebody, I guess, Rustin Parr, grabbed two people, you know, and killed one of them while one of them faced that wall. Because there's this image here when they get down there or when Heather gets down there. But first, Mike goes down. Sorry. Yeah, I'm Mike gets it. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, Mike gets down into the basement. Yeah. And then we don't see anything except the camera f- crumple and fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. And so Mike got knocked out by somebody or something, and he's out. And so then we cut back to Heather's camera because she's all we have left. Heather's, Heather screams, and she follows mm-hmm. down to the basement. And all the audio during this, this is kind of a point of people don't like this as much. They use Mike's camera audio, so it sounds like she's further away from her own shot as she's mm-hmm. heading down the stair. That's why it kind of sounds echoey. Mm-hmm. That's just a little technical hiccup I found. But what happens when she gets down there finally? It's that, to me, the scariest image of the whole movie. Yeah. It's At this point, yeah. 
It's Mike leaning against the wall. Is it Mike or I thought it was I thought Josh. It was, Josh. was it Josh? I thought it was Josh actually there. Like he's oh, the he... one facing the corner. And I'll be honest, I thought it's one when, of those dudes. I thought when they mentioned it earlier that uh, this stuff was done in threes. I thought that was a point that they mentioned earlier. No, that two, it was, no, it was one always of them. in pairs. Yeah. Oh, I th- I, okay, okay. And they didn't want the one to look because he didn't want their eyes on them. He didn't. Yeah. Right, yeah. <clears throat> who's I don't know who's against the wall. Yeah, <laughs> Google it. Who's against the wall? Blair Witch Project. Um, yeah, no, I think I remember reading that it was supposed to be Josh. So she sees Josh, you know, standing, facing the corner, like with his nose essentially like in the corner. In a timeout because mm-hmm. he was naughty. Mm-hmm. And she screams and then all of a sudden His, Heather gets knocked down. They seem to think it's Michael here. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm willing to debate it, though. Yeah. Tweet at us. Again, another thing that I think is better just left open to interpretation. Yeah. It's like clearly like a 20-something male. I don't yeah, know which. It's one of those guys. It's <laughs> one of the guys. Maybe if we paid attention to their clothing more, we could have had yeah. a better idea. But because uh, you do. One of them. You, yeah. You just see the back of him. And then Heather gets knocked out and she falls down the mm-hmm. same way Mike fell down. Her camera crumples to the ground. And that's where the footage cuts. Mm-hmm. And that's where the movie ends. And that's it. That's it. Credits. No music, I don't think. Just basic credits. And uh, what more needs to be said uh, that that they didn't want you to know already or know already? You know, that's it. I remember watching it last year for the first time and thinking like, okay, I understand why a lot of people would be pissed off at this ending. I, I had yeah, no I problem with it. Yeah, I hated it when it, I first saw it. But it's, like, it's the opposite for me. I kind of, I don't like it as much. It's okay. And I loved it as a kid. It's weird. I, I digress. I don't know. It's like, well, what, like, what do you want to see? Do you want to see like a shot of the witch in that last shot? Like, I'll let do you, you want know, to see a murder, you know? Like I know I, I, I'm kind of wondering that myself, and we'll find out when we watch the 2016 version. <laughs> that's true. Because every set piece that I'm looking for has to do with the lore, it would seem, in this new one. In with, the it's rebit. tied more. Like gotcha. one scene in which there maybe is a creek where someone gets pulled under by a ghostly hand. I see. Maybe another, you know. I think, I, I think what could have made the ending just a little bit better for me was... Mm-hmm. Um, would be just the very simple act of like when Heather's cam when Heather falls and her camera falls just to like hold that for a beat mm-hmm. and then to see that somebody picks up the camera mm. and mm-hmm. like and doesn't it turn it out. on them doesn't turn it on themselves but picks it up mm-hmm. and like you see like Heather's body on the floor and then the footage cuts. Did you guys see Paranormal Activity? Yeah, I saw Paranormal I Activity. I have not yet, to but me, it that's, is on the that, list. That to me is just basically that. A body gets hurled at the camera, it's visible, and then the killer, the possessed girlfriend, approaches the lens and it cuts. I don't like that movie, personally. No, but that's but what I'm. That's why I'm saying like the the person doesn't turn the camera on themselves, so we never see them. Oh, it's just. Gets but we acknowledge up. that that's something that's somebody cool. else because was then there. I'd be I, into that. Yeah, because like what one of the first things I thought. Um, when the just when the title card comes up is that a year later their footage was found mm-hmm. well who found their footage who's bringing Great this question. to us yep. and so I think like at the end like that would have like raised yet another question for me of like oh shit did this guy like who murdered these kids essentially was he the one who found the footage and is like claiming this now like is that mm, him or like yeah. Yeah. like that would have hmm. that would have given me a better cliffhanger on this movie than just and, it being cut, you yeah. know, because like, yeah, whatever guy did this, you know, whatever or which or which entity, whatever entity did this, like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, 
um, in the new remake, uh, they do kind of try to explain away some of that stuff, and uh, whether or not they they did it successfully, I um, we'll see. But uh, we'll find out next. Well, we'll find out if less is more or year. more is more. But they even the spoilers though that remake is a bit of a sequel reboot. Like we we haven't heard the l- or seen the last of Heather maybe. Or what or I call a requel. Sort yeah, a, a soft <laughs> reboot. Yeah, I like requel better. Nobody uses it, but uh, <laughs> I think we should. Uh, it Scream Four. It's a requel, but it just failed. Mm. I got gotcha. We're trying to we're trying to launch a new series, but keep it in the same. <laughs> Are we? No. <laughs> that's, what they, well, that's what they were trying to do. Oh, oh! I thought you said like oh, you and me, were. like instead of. Oh no, yeah, no, like no. We? we have a show called Requel coming no. up, guys. We only talk coming about in twenty twenty. I'm Requel Suave. <laughs> oh God! But that is the Blair Witch Project yeah. from twenty years ago, which is the perfect amount of time to spend between uh, the release and watching it. So if you've never seen the movie and you listen Check to it this. Out. Yeah, it's still definitely interested. worth watching. It was iconic enough to the time that it was made in, and I, I believe it remains an iconic film of the, you know, like Dan said, it really kicked off like the found footage horror genre. Mm-hmm. And for that reason alone, you know, I think it's worth viewing. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's it, it, a nice uh, um, timepiece for uh, the 1990s. So you want to know what people look like in the 90s <laughs> or talked like or acted like. Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't see these guys for a while. I'm not going to go too far, but uh, the VHS sequel, that found footage anthology movie, those the Blair Witch guys came back and they did this really interesting zombie short where somebody gets bit and they have a GoPro on their helmet, mm-hmm. so you, they become a zombie, and so it's the POV of a zombie going around <laughs> the woods and like the, uh, crashes a birthday party. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, these guys have been kind of gone, and there might still be gas in this tank to bring it all around here. Um, we'll see. I don't hate this movie. Uh, I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like it. I will go so far as to say, I yeah, like I it. like it, yeah. and it. I especially like that it's only eighty one minutes, even though it feels yes. like a lot longer because we of can the agree on that. Yeah, day okay. night, day night, lost yeah. in the woods, cross the log. Yeah, but anyway, still good movie, and that is it for this week. Um, and uh, happy birthday, happy birthday, Caitlin. thank you and to you, thank my you, love. and happy birthday, Ben. Happy literal <laughs> birthday <laughs> uh, to uh, baby. Our ben. new our new son, Ben. Yeah. And that is it for us this week. We will return next week with another spooky movie. But until then, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dat Eden. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Caitlin Eden. That's a wrap.